thought I was recording. Yeah, there we go. Never thought I would like this song. Why? You can't fuck it up. And it's Usher. Yeah. Medicine you have girl, a great. You don't have to be. And they gonna they gonna do a good enough job. They just really don't. They don't mm-hmm. give you anything extra, but they're not gonna do a bad job with their part. Mm-mm. They are going to give you what is expected. Yeah, and that I mean, that's all you can ask for when you're on, yeah. when you're on a track with Usher. Yeah, that too. To an old school Atlanta song, you know it's gonna pop yeah. in Atlanta. Yeah. Mm. That was aggressive. Yeah, this whole thing is aggressive. The whole verse. Yeah, because when I was putting well, when I was putting it on the playlist, I was like, "This is not right." They gave me the edited version first. I was like, "Nah, this ain't." You gonna if you gonna have City Girls, let them City Girl. And yeah, I was like, "Nah, let me go get the unedited." And the unedited <laughs> is where it's at. I'm on the beach, sand in your feet. She only for me. I just brought special sand to the beach. Where you see, look that way. I need all your energy. Gonna be all day, and it's water like the sea. Check my status, not in the bragging, but you stepping out with a king. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 62 of the Splash Cast, the ATL edition. You can't trick me. I'm your co-host, Reggie. I'm your co-host, Norwood, the pod guy. And yes, I cannot be tricked. Not today, not ever. Not today, not tomorrow, not ever. We want to thank y'all for tuning in with us. If you haven't had a chance, go back and listen to the pregame. We talked about Shohai Otani. Uh, actually, asked him. Being <laughs> uh, his only comparison is Babe Ruth, and uh, then we also talked about Stephen A. Smith's horrible take on Draymond Green the year he won a Finals MVP. And how Draymond Green and the new media is ruffling the feather, the feathers of the old media. Uh, with that he ain't win no finals <laughs> MVP though. Not finals MVP after he won the finals. Not finals MVP. Yeah, yeah. Let's the, finals. the finals. The finals. The finals. The finals. Saying that we reporting wrong things out here. <laughs> the finals, not finals MVP. The finals. My bad, y'all. My bad. My bad. My bad. Oh, let me just the camera real quick. Oh, please don't fall. How are we doing today? We back. Feels we so back. good we to be back. back in the seat. Talk about these teams, specifically this this Atlanta Braves team. Can we get into the update? Yeah, man. So y'all know the ATL edition. We always talk about the Braves, the Falcons, and the Hawks, affectionately known as our oldest, middle, and youngest child. So we got it is baseball season. It is the middle of summer. It is July. So we actually have some baseball news. (laughs) We have some baseball news to talk about, man. Um, 
Braves update, Braves update, Braves update. So, the All-Stars were announced. The All-Stars were announced. Your boy, William Contreras, number one. Five of them things. Max Free, number two. Dansby Swanson, number three. Damn Travis man. Darno, number four. Ronald Acuna, number five. And the we, golden got, one. we got Snit in there as the uh, as the manager. And ironically, we got five guys, and there really should have been six. Maybe seven. Because I'm going to tell you, out of two people I'm going to name, one person was definitely robbed. There's Matt Olson, who played really well. And then there's right. Matt, and then there's uh, Austin Riley. Austin Riley got robbed. Austin Riley got robbed. Austin Riley should definitely be in the All Star game right now. He's definitely like a top you. five third baseman in the league. I concur, well, without a doubt. But you can't have the Atlanta, the whole Atlanta Braves team be the All Star team. I mean, I would be perfectly fine with that. But I think from a marketing point of view, yeah, you got to kind of spread around the web well to the other teams. Um. And we have a rookie of the year candidate. So let's and we got a rookie of the year, year candidate, yeah, Mike we, Harris. Oh, two, two, Spencer Strider. Let's 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 make sure that we are giving all the credit where it is due. Strider pitching his ass off. I think he Mike had twelve Harris. strikeouts after in the game where he had eleven strikeouts the game before. And ironically, exactly. we lost that game. Uh, <laughs> and Mike Harris playing like. Mike Harris, right now. Mike Harris, and Ronald Acuna Jr. The outfield—that's like a no-hit zone. You hit it in the air, it's caught. There's nothing you can do. Yeah. And then we just rotate people in in right in uh, left field. <laughs> so it is what it is. Uh, but the Braves also. No Braves though. Can we can we give them a round of applause? Shout out to our to our All Stars, man. Shout out to our All Stars. We are celebrating. We team. we are a good After team. Good month of baseball. Good month of damn baseball, man. Good month of I'm baseball. Me happy, man. The Braves y'all went, ain't tricking us. The Braves went seventeen and three in the month of June. Best record in baseball. Uh, we ended up cutting. This is after. I mean, I think that's when we had a fourteen-game win streak. Um, mm-hmm. And then we also cut the deficit in the NL East in the division behind the Mets. We were like. 16 games back. Now we're one and a half. So great job. The Braves and we play the Mets in a three game series at home starting Monday. Playoff atmosphere. Woo! Come on, baby. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But the Braves ended up going uh, 17 and three. Um, the 2002 Braves established the franchise modern record. Uh, best record in the calendar month of 21 and 5. So we we, we were close, man. Uh, we had a whole lot of <laughs> Dansby Swanson. We had a whole lot of walk-offs. We started playing well in the 8th inning and beyond. Um, I think prior to June, we had not won a game where we were down or tied in the 8th inning. Uh, and I think in the month of June, we won 3 of those. Um, we had a lot of players come off the bench and play very, very, very well. Look at look at young. Look at young. Look at young. Look that, now that is enthusiasm. They and we talk about it with the Warriors, right? The Braves legit are happy to play baseball with each other. Yeah. Like her and Heredia definitely is the glue. Yes. <laughs> I don't care what lifetime brave. Heredia. That's simple. I don't care what 
I want to play baseball when he plays baseball. Got to. And got every, to. Every time that everybody hits a home run, they're coming around third ready to chop for her 80. It's a hit now. It's Anytime yeah. they get a hit, yeah. it's a chop. That's tough, yep. man. That's tough, man. That's tough, man. Uh, speaking of lifelong Braves or people that we thought were going to be lifelong Braves, um, your man Frederick Freeman is pissed. We already reported that he fired his agent, but this is clarity of why he fired his agent. Casey Close, who is the name of Freddie Freeman, who is Freddie Freeman's former agent, never told. He never told Freddie Freeman about the Braves' final offer. That is why Freeman fired him. He found out in Atlanta that the last weekend that they played, well, his first weekend back in Atlanta. Now, in fairness, it says it isn't rare that, to have this happen in Major League Baseball. Normally, you, you give the autonomy to your agent to take the best offer possible. But Close apparently knew that Freddie Freeman would, would have taken that last offer by the Braves and he would have stayed in Atlanta. He def- There's so many things wrong with this. As the Braves, oh, I'll let you go first. How do you feel about this? This is such a. I I see this from two different points of view. If you're the Players Association, you're happy with what the agent did. Yeah, you got your money. Yes, but if you're Freddie Freeman and we all. You should know your client well enough to know how they feel about the organization. And you got to make sure that, that you're making the right decision for the guy who you represent. That, that is your responsibility. And, and that's not always from a financial point of view, but from a holistic point of view. And clearly the guy just missed the boat. And number one, you just missed the whole boat. But he was still floating along. like He was good until this weekend when clearly Freddie had a pretty serious conversation with some people in Atlanta. Yeah. Like that is. Yeah. 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 That is, that's interesting to have that conversation because yeah. you would think that like you've moved on, you wouldn't really, you don't call your ex after y'all broke up. Like, all right. So what, you know, it's over at that point. And and then for him to get that, I can only imagine how he felt when when he told him. This is this is a little bit more serious than I think people are kind of looking at. So for me, three things. This explains why his emotion was so wild when he came on the field. Um, we knew Freddie Freeman is an emotional person. He cries all the time. He's a self-proclaimed crybaby and all of that stuff. But it was different when he was out there on the field in Atlanta. Like, and I won't even say focus on that part when he came and got his ring and was crying. It was the photos of him in the dugout just sitting there depressed is when I think he was sitting there thinking like, damn, I could have stayed in Atlanta. Like I could have been at, I could have stayed at my, I mean, theoretically that's your adult home, right? I could have stayed yep. at my adult home. I Theoretically, that's where you spent most of your life. I mean, he's, at least half of his life. Where he became so. a man. Yeah. So then you've made lifelong friends and for close to not disclose that is just that's that's a horrible one. Two if you are as close now I do now I will preface this by saying I don't know all of the rules of the collective bargaining agreement. 
But if you are as close with Freddie Freeman as you say you are, and you are as, and he is like a brother, second son, whatever y'all call him, you have that conversation. There's no way that you allow Freddie Freeman to not know the last offer. Like, what the fuck, man? Even like, but, like, 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 even on some like, what the fuck, man? You didn't. We're giving you more money. Just you really are. You gonna reject that offer? Type thing. So I. This whole situation. Every time we talk about the situation, it's difficult because I can see that he was playing like hardball. He wasn't really going back and forth with him. Mm-hmm. But you, Chipper called it too. Chipper called it. He said, "Man, you playing a, a rough. If you know where you want to stay, you playing a tough game, dog." That is the only reason that I don't blame the Braves. It's because Chipper Jones told you what to do. He told you you were making a mistake, but I know nah, myself. There's blame on both sides. You gotta have some. Yeah, there's, there's I'm always. I, I don't care what what representation you've had. If me and you have that type of relationship, and I think that this is about to be something bad, I'll call you. I rather ju- I'll sleep better at night knowing that I at least spoke my piece, and then you made that decision. And that's what I probably would have done. But they could have also been mad with the agent for getting in the middle of good business, which I would have been pissed about. Yeah, yeah. I, I just think from as a personal, I mean, you've been my agent for, I think, his whole career. I think that's the only agent he's really had. So for you to, you, you know where my client. heart lies. You know where my heart lies. Like, you, the greed got you. So, I mean, it's unfortunate, though. It is definitely unfortunate, man. Um, but let's focus back on the Braves. Good stuff, good stuff, good stuff. Dan the man. Dan the man, Dansby Swanson. First off, we about to pay him a crap ton of money. Yep, go ahead. Brag, or brag we'll, well, pay, we'll actually pay you and be happy. Yep, because uh, Dansby Swanson among shortstops is first, 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 second, second, first, 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 second, third. <laughs> um, he is, he, I, and I, we noticed that. I was like, dang, Dansby Swanson, even when we weren't really covering the Braves, I was like, yo, Dansby Swanson is like playing his ass off this year. Like he ended last year on a tear. In the playoffs, oh, he yeah. was playing well. He was really, I want to say, the main catalyst of us winning the World Series. Because he was uh, oh. getting, I would say, getting to the World Series. He was constant the whole playoffs. You Slap did. All-Star on there, too. Price yeah. just went up. Yeah, and he, and he and he won arbi- and he won arbitration. Pay that man. He already won arbitration. Red Atlanta Braves. So you're going to have to pay him, and now you're going to have to pay Austin Riley. Now, Go ahead. Don't care. No, I, I, no salary cap. Go for it. Pay them all. <laughs> no, the Braves ain't no Braves cheap. We ain't about to do all that. But you got right now. You gotta. You got. You might. You got. But you have a chance to lock everybody in though. <laughs> like, pony up sometimes. You got. You already got Albies. You already got Acuna. Yeah. You already got Matt Olson. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, you man. need lock, Riley lock and Dansby. And Mike oh, Harris yeah, is on a rookie contract. And give yourself a good chance at a at a big run, man. I I I'm gonna follow whatever they go because right now they've been making a lot of good decisions. But this is this is the type of team that we haven't had since we've had that other team. So please, and their pitching. Let's not forget about that. Oh man, they are pitching too. They so yeah, let's pitching, let's make boy. sure we're responsible with our assets. Um, because we are developing yeah. our players really, really well, 
and Alex Anthopoulos has put together. He he started his first main move was putting together the bullpen that got us to the National League Championship two years ago. Because remember that he he changed the whole bullpen. I think two years ago, that's when he brought in Shane Green, uh, Malarkey. Nope, not Malarkey. Who was our uh, our closer? He's now with San Diego. I can't think of his name right now. But um, he he basically flipped our whole bullpen, and for, and that carried us uh, all the way to the NLCS where we blew a three one lead um, or three two lead. Last year, Alex Anthopoulos focused on once Ronald Acuna got hurt, focused on getting the hitters. And that yep. carried us. This year, and one thing Anthopolis has done is he gets people paid. All those bullpen folks, we had to re-sign them or they left. And we added more people to the bullpen. And my man Alex Anthopolis right now is, he has our bullpen ranked first in everything. <laughs> For uh, innings pitched, uh, uh, first in Ks strikeouts uh ground balls we're first literally in everything and conversion rate we and we still have kenley jensen hurt he doesn't come back until what the 19th and albies i'm talking about pitching oh well, correct 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 so we got kenley jensen yeah albies i forgot about albies and he's playing well, and he was playing well too just quietly exactly quietly. i think this is actually quietly putting a little bit of pressure on travis link because Anthopolis keeps kind of hitting it out of the park. And you know it's one of those situations where That's why we pied. That's why y'all, we pied. y'all all got the same job in the city. Like, <laughs> Yeah. You know yeah. it's not, but like three or four people who can call and be like, man, it's tough right now. And, and this right is definitely the flourish. <laughs> and, and it's definitely the ultimate ego thing because, like, I can run my organization better than you can type thing. Um, But – the Braves bullpen has been playing well, and not only has the bullpen been playing well, Kyle Wright uh, is the first MLB pitcher with ten wins and a hundred plus strikeouts this season. Um, he has added that that like split sinker or slider that starts out over what you the plate. At? Ain't nothing over there, man. And he Ain't look, and it just there. it just drops on you. Him between him and Charlie Morton. It's frustrating to watch. Look at that. Look at the movement on that pitch. Kyle Wright was always like he's almost there. Like he's about to have a breakout season. He could have a breakout season. And it was supposed to be last year. But this year, he is pitching lights out. And that has been one of the best surprises of the season so far. And we get Mike Soroka back. Forgot about him. Wait. Wait. There's more. Wait. There's more. Oh yeah, Mike Soroka. Yeah. No, 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 Jake Degrom. Oh, 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 oh. So, 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 so. The rumors are, the rumors are that the Braves uh, may go after Jacob Degrom if he opts out. And there's not too many pitchers that the Braves face that we don't normally at least get to, right? You're not going to – there's not too many pitchers that dominated the Braves over the last couple of years. I think Clayton Kershaw um, is one. Yeah. But it's always – this dude, Jacob DeGrom, beats us almost every time. Or it's a no decision. We rarely beat Jacob DeGrom. He is one of the best pitchers in the in the, in the uh, in the majors. But he, is, he has a player option to opt out. If he opts out, he would come to the Braves. 
we would have a we already got a but who would you get rid of or who 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 doesn't pitch hey that's a problem that's a problem i'll figure out we just have a seven-man rotation the pitchers dog damn right because spencer strider out here throwing on pure muscle charlie morton and kyle Wright out here playing either ian anderson mike soroka could come back max freed i've just named seven people that you can't we'll figure that out on the fly we can never you can never have too too much good pitching we're trying to win championships I, Championships. I, 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 we would we would break the record for for wins in the season with the seven man rotation with that seven man rotation. Ain't nothing you could do if we sign everybody back. Yeah, ain't nothing you could do. You would I would be insufferable. <laughs> you I would be the biggest baseball fan for the Braves. I, I wouldn't know nothing else about nobody else. But I I would. there to know? <laughs> Doesn't matter. We had the we had the record. That's what we got. <laughs> Come on, the truest and see the Bravos. We, man, we, we want it. We want that smoke. We go, we we going up the chimney. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of going up like a chimney, Shadi, Michael Harris. Michael Harris. Black baseball. More black baseball. Michael Harris is looking like the rookie of, he, well, he was the rookie of the month for June, and he's already started. Well, yeah, cut that up before I go and start listing your accolades for July, hitting home runs like it's just. Like it's been easy for you. Uh, he has a 542 slugging percentage. I do not know what FWAR or WRC is. And I did not look it up. But he has all of really, really good something. Uh, baseball something metrics. Wins against replacement. The bottom one is wins against replacement. I can't see the uh, uh, the other one. But this is one thing for sure. Our winning streak started almost simultaneously when he showed up. It Snicker did. Made it, it did. Snicker made it very clear that he thinks that that is not by accident or by chance. He has had an excellent influence on the team. Uh, and I'm happy to have him. And yeah, like you said, we got two guys who could win rookie of the year in Spencer Strider and Mike Harris. Go Bravos. Oh, and you already yes. know y'all going to have to pay him. You already know they're going to have to pay him. You already know they're going to have to pay him. Run, gonna, run him his bread, bro. Whatever. He's going to win that arbitration. Because there's not really anybody you would trade for either. Hell no. Hell no. Not, one, not that cannon he got. I just saw him throw one from, <laughs> from outfield. And they said, that's the hardest thrown ball of the year. I was like, sure. That's a rookie. Yeah, yeah, man. He's out here. He's out here. He is and we ain't out done. here. And, and we, we ain't done. done. I told you, we got a, this is a brave segment, y'all. We 20 minutes in a brave segment. Check that Hell out. Hell yeah. Oh, bravo. <laughs> This is what we like to call. Oh, <laughs> y'all get sick of me. This is all I got. Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, in 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 today's chestnut checkers news, um, the Braves have signed Robinson Cano for cash considerations. Now, Robinson Cano has been hurt uh, a lot. Since he signed that hundred something, two hundred something, three hundred something million dollar deal, but there's one thing he can do is bat, and he has been, he has, he is rested. So if anything, the Braves do need some left-handed hitting. We do, we have a lot of right-handed hitting. We don't really have a lot of left-handed hitting. So him coming in here, and the thing about the Braves roster is same with pitching. Our we have a very versatile pitching staff, which is uh, of left and right-handed pitchers, so we can pretty much match up with anybody who we play. 
that's what we're trying to do with our hitters. We're trying to get some more left-handed bats in the game. So whoever you bring in, we can pinch hit, and you'll potentially be in trouble. Plus, he played for the Mets, and we ironically start our game, our our uh, our first series with the Mets, three-game series tomorrow. Three, we have to play them fifteen more times before the season is over. So the reason this is super encouraging to me is we traded him for cash considerations. That means that we actually spent money to go get a player. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you have teams that are willing to spend money to to go get players, that means they're interested in winning and not just the bottom line. Winning right now. Exactly. And to see you guys go do that, it's very encouraging. It gives me a lot more faith in you guys and continue what you got going. Go Bravos. We love this. Go Bravos. And if he could come in Man. and just do anything. Y'all, y'all are the, no pressure, big dog. No pressure. <laughs> you really don't have no pressure because everybody is hitting right now. But if you can give us a left-handed bat, dude, ease ease into your in, into your comfortable realm. Do it. Just we just need you to be the best you can be. That's it. No pressure. No pressure at all. Um, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I think that's it, right? I believe yeah, that it. is. That was great, it, though. Was that was great, man. That was that was pretty good to talk about some baseball for once. We have come Happy. to the end of the brave segment, man, uh, where we talked about all stars. Shout out to the all stars. Our pitching and our hitting has gotten better. Uh, we have two rookies of the month possibilities. Um, so y'all make sure y'all follow the Braves. And if you don't like them, we kicking y'all ass anyway. So. that's a for show writer (laughs) with that being said guys we are now going to get ready and go to our falcon segment and i promise you it will not be 20 minutes y'all stay tuned (laughs) (laughs) welcome back ladies and gentlemen to episode 62 of the splash cast the atl edition we are now going to jump right into our Falcons segment, uh, a.k.a. our middle child. Man, this is going to be a quick segment. We don't really have a lot to talk about, do we? No, not right now. Not until they, uh, not until spring starts. Spring. I mean, not spring, but. Uh, summer summer practice start? Preseason, all that stuff. You know, it's, it's this is the end of the end before. Yeah, this Get is the dry spell, there, man. Hot ass practice, boy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, boy, that yeah, it was nasty, bro. Flashbacks, boy. boy that, that's when your that's when your jersey you start be sticky. counting down too. You yeah. go, oh man, you know we finna start. Yeah, your workouts is cool, but it ain't pads yet. <laughs> yeah, man, my pads ain't sticking to my skin and junk, man. This is gonna be crazy. Gonna come man. back with a whole different <laughs> mindset, boy. <laughs> Things pick up real fast from here on out, son. Especially if you're an underclassman. Woo! Oh, oh, once you once you get to be an upperclassman, it's like, all right, you kind of know what to expect. Them, them first two? I like. <laughs> I do this every day. <laughs> Why y'all got me going up against this senior, dog? He's 6'6. Six, six. I'm 5'6. <laughs> Shout out to my boy Russ destroying us in practice. <laughs> oh, man. Did us so bad. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you know with the Falcons, man, we we do want to talk about an article that recently came out that that ranked the Falcons as the thirty first ranked roster. In case you didn't know, that means there's only one team worse than us, and it's the Houston Texans. The Texans. 
who traded and and just did a whole lot of stuff. So first off, I'm gonna go ahead and say that's some bullshit because I don't think the Panthers roster is better than us at all. <laughs> first off, or the Jets, I concur with, I concur or the Seahawks. This. this is what I will say: We will not end up as a 31st ranked team at the end of the season, power rankings wise. Now, we may not be great, but we're not the second worst team in the NFL. But if that's how y'all feel, that's cool, fam. We will be more than happy to show you that we are not that guy. I'm, uh, Yeah, I hear you. I'm going through. I don't believe in the Jaguars. They said the Jaguars roster is better than us. I don't believe. There's a lot. I don't believe in Washington. Jag, I mean, Jets, Giants, uh, Texans. Yeah, I, but I put my foot in my mouth last year and I started picking the wrong games. Got the right <laughs> I ended up being pretty close. I just picked the wrong games. So I'm going to just, you know, I'm going to let it play out this time. We're just not the second best team. In, I mean, we're not the second worst team in the NFL. I'm not getting behind that at all. Not at all, man. So with that being said, I do have a question for you. Who has the better chance of making the Pro Bowl? You got to pick one person on offense, one person on defense. Who has the best well, we chance of making the Pro Bowl? It, it, don't act like if, if we had more people <laughs> to pick, that would be fine. It was Best a whole lot. You can't maybe we pick two. I got one or two chances on either here. Uh, I think that Pitts might have a chance. I think that he probably has the best chance to be a yeah. Pro Bowler. AFC tight end. I mean, NFC tight ends, yeah. Yep. And then probably defensively, I give I give us, I mean AJ Terrell. That that's really our only real shot. I think at having a a, a, a Pro Bowler, maybe old boy that linebacker uh, Rashawn Evans. I would like to see what he does. I forgot about him. Um, I don't believe that he's going to be a Pro Bowler though. I think there's too no. There's not I really that many great him. linebackers in the NFC. Exactly, and I think they're going to put him in position to, to flourish. I think they brought him here with the intention of keeping him. Oh, yeah. He's, um, he's going to be the starting something. He's, he's paying some foyer, I believe. Yeah, but I mean, but he's still on a one-year contract, but I think they're going to bring him here, get him in the door, and then I think he'll probably be a long-term Falcon. I think that's what their game plan is. So I think they're going to put him in good position. So I, I might disagree with that. He's, we'll see. They got all these young linebackers. They, I would agree with that if they didn't draft the boy from Montana State. But he's outside. So is Michael Walker. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I think he's. I think he's going to be the adult in the room, and then everybody else is going to kind of. I think Debo. I think Debo probably will be out of here. If not during the year, by the end of the year, probably if we're not good in the middle of the year. Trade deadline. I think Debo's out of there. That's always a conversation. Yeah. But as we've seen, <clears throat> we can't be tricked here on this podcast. <laughs> people, <laughs> people get talked about getting traded all the time and they never get traded. Never um, happens. It never happens. Show um, me, show me the money. Show me the money. If you don't show me that, don't believe it. So my picks. Offensively, I'm gonna go with Chris Lindstrom. I think Chris Lindstrom has been our best offensive lineman to date since he's been drafted. I don't know if he was the best offensive lineman as a rookie, but he quickly ascended to that role, if not the best, at least number two behind Jake Matthews, very, very quickly. 
So I think he probably has the best chance to make it offensively. Defensively, yeah, AJ Terrell. Only I want to pick Grady, but I mean, uh, Grady will be Grady will be an alternate. I can see that Grady will be an alternate because Aaron Donald's going to go, and he's not going to want to go, or he's going to be in the Super Bowl, or either he's not going to be in the Super Bowl and have gotten close and not going to want to play, or he's going to be in the Super Bowl. So that is, that is the other part that increases the likelihood of our players being Pro Bowlers. They're probably not going to be in the playoffs, and they're probably going to be available. Everybody yep. else is probably going to be available. And I mean, the Hawks, unavailable. and I mean, and the Falcons have made some some drafting selections as well as some free agent moves, especially signing Eddie Goldman to try to help out Grady from being double and triple teamed, right? Because no matter he is good, but he also is undersized, so he has to use his quickness more than he uses his power. Speaking of signing people. <laughs> We've signed 11 Chicago Bears since we brought that dude over from Chicago to be the assistant GM. We pretty much just signed a bunch of patchwork players from Chicago. We go get the guy. We go get a guy, and then we steal all the players that he thinks are good on his team. Which is going to be very. It's going to be very indicative. Uh, uh, we're going to see very quickly who is a good judge of talent and who's not a good judge of talent. Because if a bunch of bears come over here and a bunch of bears play like bears, then we know who to attach all of those to. <laughs> if the Titans come in here and do not play like Titans, then we know who to attach it to. It's going to be very clear, and I'm fine with that. I like when when the, the methods of communication and the, the responsibility can be pointed back, directed back to singular people. Good luck. May the odds ever be in your favor. You did this. Coming back. You, you did, did this. <laughs> you break it. You bought it. You did this. So I I would have liked to them if they were going to try to bring the Bears over. And I know the Bears aren't a stupid team. So um, you're not going to let everybody go. You said but what? The Bears aren't a stupid team. They're not going to let everybody go. I would have liked to see the Falcons go after Roquan Smith. That linebacker, because you know Debo is going to be out of here anyway. I would have liked to see them go after Roquan, which I could probably see them making that move. If the yeah, don't suck. assume that they're done yet. I think <laughs> that sometimes you, you got to clear out some more space. Mm-hmm. And if you go over there and y'all look a little bit better, you're like, well, you see where you do, you at right now. I know what it's like over there. I'm going <laughs> to slide to Atlanta. Lisa's least a little warm and we're a little bit better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and he's from Georgia. So, I mean, it, it could work. Just, hey, dog. <laughs> I, you see, you Come see on home. Done for others. We can do that for you too, my friend. Yeah, and especially if Lorenzo Carter plays, because uh, he and Lorenzo Carter, we just signed his teammate. Damn, I forgot about that yep. too. Um, so you never know, man. That would that would be. I think that would be an under the radar signing if they did that, um, trading for him. I think it. I think it would be good if the the Falcons invested conscientiously invested in Georgia players. As much as I don't like Georgia, one thing for sure, their players play much better in the pros. And I think that goes for the cross marketing. Uh, we did have one of the largest drops in out of in, of the NFL teams in uh, attendance. Yeah, oh, I mean, yeah, because I mean, so, we knew we were going to suck. <laughs> we knew we were going to yeah. be bad. So I think yeah. we lost like four thousand on average, but the Commanders lost twelve k. So. Total? No, I think per game. Twelve? Well, yeah. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you see the way Reggie turned, he said, "Well, 
yeah. I mean, that that owner up there ain't 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 really doing things to help his ticket sales. He actually is fudging the numbers according to the court documents. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, with that being yeah, it said, is, it's right there, it's right there, <laughs> and for everybody to see. You're cooking the books, my friend. Oh man, chefing it up. We have come to the end of the Falcon segment. Uh, episode 62 of the Splash Cast. Uh, y'all make sure y'all stay tuned for uh, our favorite segment, probably the Hawk segment right now. Um, our youngest child. We we, we 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 don't know what's going Reggie, on. Reggie, a lot. My favorite segment is the Braves. They are winning. <laughs> you know how to act. Yeah, the Hawks. Hawks are... This, this is what the episode is named after. This trick bag, this foolishness that they're trying to Pull the sheet over our head like we don't see that y'all have tried to trade John Collins for the last three years and now y'all want to be like, oh yeah, get in the photo. We're not dumb and you cannot <laughs> trick us. <laughs> y'all stay tuned. I think I'm stupid. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen, with our final segment of episode 62 of the Splashcast, the ATL edition. We're going to get right into some Hawks news and notes, a.k.a. our youngest child. Uh, these damn fools. These uh, damn fools. They trying to trick us. They trying to trick us. They trying, trying to trick, to trick us. So why do we say that? We said the name of the episode was Can't Trick Me. We're talking about the Hawks. It's because the Hawks have been trying, allegedly, 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 have been trying (laughs) to trade John Collins all offseason. And then, I mean, and John Collins has gone radio silent, right? And then, all of a sudden, everybody shows up. Mind you, uh, Hunter is in contract negotiations. Uh, Everybody shows up, and everything is copacetic. Allegedly. Allegedly, allegedly. Okay, I'm gonna say it. It's some bullshit. Why is it some bullshit? Because we're not stupid. Everybody has seen every rumor that nobody has stopped, and y'all said y'all are trying to deal John Collins. Now everybody is in Las Vegas, and then suddenly everybody's in a photo together. Ha- allegedly I'm a, happy too. I'm a lot of things, but I am not stupid. Everybody's smiling. Everybody in the photo notice that you have Clint. Right there between Trey and, and John Collins, I don't think that was by mistake. <laughs> um, I think that that John Collins' arm around Dejounte Murray, maybe we'll play on the same team, maybe we won't. Ah, uh, uh, I think you're reading too much into that. I think I do agree that there is something to Trey and this shit was, is off, bro. This shit is off. You know it ain't. You, you. I think you. You sound like somebody that's just nervous. Nerves that they're going to trade my guy, JC. <laughs> it don't look right. And then, okay, and let's be real here, man. Well, nobody expected this. This is the last thing that either one of us expected, to to yeah. see a, a photo together like this. And there's still no trade in John Collins' embrace. I don't think that's by accident. And I think that if it happened, I think somebody would have got it on camera. Uh, I mean, they there was. There was, like, the handshake and all of that stuff. Um. I will say, I will say that it is interesting. Look funny in the light. This looks funny in the light. Right? It, it's interesting that they all are there. 
I do think that there is a mandate for NBA players to go to Vegas, or I think the NBA pays for all of their players to go. There's no reason for all of them to go to Vegas for no reason, like just to see some rookies play. So I think the NBA pays them to go. But um, when do you think it, that John Collins found out that they weren't going to trade him? And what do you think that conversation was like? Because uh, we're, we're not, we are not we are a real ass podcast. We're not going to sit up here and act like the elephant in the room don't ex- don't exist. I don't think he's convinced that they're not going to trade him. I don't think you can. He could. So probably, then why go? Fair. Well, so there's two sides of that coin, right? You have ownership. Was you have ownership and management. On two sides, management is saying, "Hey, was it management? I think it was management saying." Well, actually, you had two sides of management. Management and ownership are are like this. Yeah, you had two sides. I think ownership wanted to keep Collins. No, ownership wanted Collins to go. Management wanted Collins to stay. And at the end of the day. You're not going to get anybody better than him. And I think they told him once I once they traded Herter, once they traded Herter and got DeJounte, I think that that discussion was had. Like, we think DeJounte is going to unlock some of your potential. And they decided to keep him then. To answer your question, I think that's when he found out that he was probably staying. See, I think. Or. I think the go, oh, go bear trade what ended it. Hmm. Because. Really? You can't tell me they weren't trying to go for Rudy. I 100% think they were trying to go for Rudy. Because the, if you trade John Collins, you got to trade Clint Capella. There's no situation where you trade one and keep – well, you can't trade Clint. You can't trade John and keep Clint. That doesn't work. You don't find anybody better? Nope. And then you you traded for maybe possibly a center upgrade but a power forward downgrade. Without a doubt. Now that we talking about it, I wouldn't say Herder. I think Kevin Durant, everybody threw in their offers to the Nets. But Kevin Durant realistically wants to go to the Suns or the Heat. There's no way we're trading him to the Heat because they're within our division. They're within our, I mean, uh, within our uh, conference. And they don't have anything to they're the things that they're willing to give back we don't need or want. <laughs> can't afford it. What we will be giving up will be giving them a championship and not getting a championship back in return. Because PJ Tucker gone. If you put John Collins in the PJ Tucker spot, John Collins and Bam are unstoppable. They are a two-headed monster of rebounds and sky high flying dunks. There's <laughs> nothing you can do but pray and the Lord above. John can shoot. John can shoot and and Bam could dribble. And the one thing that you do not want to do is give John Collins the ability to have a center who can throw him the ball. And then Kevin Durant said he wanted to go to the Suns, and that effectively, to me, killed the DeAndre Ayton to the Hawks thing because unless you do some type of wheeling and dealing 314 trade, 
because the Nets are going to want – have already said they want a young player, all-star, and they t- already turned down five picks. So, th- I think they me, just got – that's too rich for the Hawks' blood. There's no you way – and that takes away Aiton because th- he's going to Phoenix to me. Kevin Durant's going to Phoenix. And he, I mean, there's nowhere else he can go. He's going that he's that he's willing to go. He's going to Phoenix, unless he has the thickest skin ever to go back to Golden State, which wouldn't happen. He's going to Phoenix, so Phoenix is going to get Aiton. And the only trade yeah, that I KD, was willing KD definitely has everything kind of on pause right now. And the only trade yeah. I was willing to entertain was Aiton and Crowder for Capella and John Collins. That was the only trade I was willing to entertain. Because you you still have a three and D four, and then you have an upgrade at center at the five, along with Dejounte Murray, along with assuming DeAndre Hunter and Trey Young. But now that no, KD said, lose. you would have to lose, you have to lose Hunter and Collins, or why you might give up Collins and Capella. They you they need a center. They need a center and a four. You be swapping center and fours. No, they don't. They Claxton. No, 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 no. To Phoenix. Oh yeah. Well, you, I'm no way you're sending Capella and Collins to Phoenix. No. For for no for a, for a signing trade to get Jay Crowder, sign Jay Crowder, and get DeAndre Ayton, and you get a like two or three picks or two pick, probably a pick, a pick. That that was the only trade I no. was willing to Why entertain. Why would you give a pick? I mean. You would have to say that Collins and, and 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 Aiden are comparable, and then no, you probably you Cam picks, Johnson in there too. Or yeah, I think if if it wasn't if it wasn't Cam Johnson or or Crowder, I think it was oh boy, Mikael Bridges, Aiden and Mikael Bridges. But I don't think we had the money for that. I don't know what you do with Bridges and and Hunter. Three four. They're both starters. Yeah, three four. You put Hunter at the four, and then. And eight and at the five, yeah. Man, I don't tear. Defensively, tear defensively, there's not there's not a lot you can do defensively against that against that squad. I mean, unless you're like Kevin Durant or Giannis, we would struggle against Giannis. We, we would struggle, struggle against Joker. We would struggle against Embiid, and we struggle against. Nah, Giannis. I mean, but Aiden, you're gonna have to. I just don't like Aiden against those guys because I don't think he. Stands a chance against those guys, but but to get back to the point, I think once Kevin Durant said that he wanted to go to to Phoenix, I think that ended the Hawks trying to get eight, and unless they're trying to do some four team trade, which still could happen. But if they already told John Collins they're not, then I think that's when it died. When when Kevin Durant said, "I'm not coming to the Hawks, and I want to go to Phoenix," and that pairs well with your Rudy Gobert theory of Gobert to the Timberwolves. Now the Hawks don't have any centers to go get other than Miles Turner, and he can't stay healthy. I'd rather keep Clint because so, you got to pay them anyway, and Clint's contract is so great. So, I do think that I think that they had – I think that everybody needed a coming to God. This current collection of players is as good as it gets for all parties involved. John Collins, we can't get you to a team that's competitive at this point. And we can't upgrade on the four position. We really can't upgrade on the five position. But even if we do upgrade at the five position, then we would probably it have, have to, to give up a four. four. Yeah, or the three. Yeah. Or downgrade yeah, at no. the three. They ain't downgrading at the three. I think, that, I think that's pretty much understood. That 
I think that they've they've found Hunter in a situation where due to the fact he hasn't been available, they can probably get him for a very team reasonable deal. And they still have the highest belief in him as being a really good basketball player. So those two things together make him essentially invaluable. Mm-hmm. He's going to be affordable and good. Well, damn, I can't, I, I can't let him go. Yeah. 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 You may be right. You may be right, man. Um, and for you, you also, it's very low pressure because you got Trey Young, offensive machine, DeJounte Murray, offensive machine, John Collins, offensive machine. Yeah, like you, you're the fourth option with a bunch of guys who are extremely proficient. Everything you shoot should be either one-on-one or sometimes you might be just slam, slam wide open. Or you should be able to go around somebody. Like like yep. he he should be able to go around or go over somebody, the fourth ranked defender on the any team. Yep. And this should give you an opportunity to kind of juice your stats a little bit. And then maybe we re- re- look at another contract here in the future, but your your health issues have kind of killed that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So another move that the Hawks made was we, you know, we designed Deshante Murray. Um <laughs> yes, let's let's celebrate. That's an exciting move, and I know that everybody's like, "Oh, well, we wasted a bunch of draft capital." We assume that over the next two years, we won't be drafting anywhere near the lottery. And if you're talking about picks twenty four, twenty five, I'm okay with that. Dejounte Murray and- is going to be the better player of those picks every year. We're uh, and I think the players that we have won't be able to be replaced. I think our G League is as stacked as it's going to be um for development purposes. Uh I yep. think we have a young team already. We don't really need any more development or young teams anyway, which also, well, I don't want to bury the lead. So, we wanted to talk about the backcourt rankings, but I do want to make this point. This to me signals when you make a trade like this and get rid of a bunch of draft picks, that you've committed to Nate to Nate for at least another year or two, because he doesn't play new young players anyway. He's like, go get me some vets, and you went and got two vets that he know he coaches personally, the Holiday yeah. brothers. So there's there's that. But anyway, back to it. We'll get to that as well. Um, the Hawks instantly became a top five backcourt according to the rankings. Uh, the Hawks actually are now ranked fourth. All time, uh, all time, Lord Jesus, yeah. <laughs> all time. The Hawks are currently ranked fourth um, when it comes to uh, backcourt rankings. Of course, Steph and Clay are number one. Um, who's two? Jalen? No, Phoenix Suns. Steph yeah. and Clay is one. Phoenix is two. I don't know if I agree with this. This is where the debate becomes starts. I don't know if I would agree that Bain is better than Murray or I think John Trey are a push. I think, I think Murray is better than Bain. So I would put us at three. I have a big issue with this because they played so well without Ja last year. And I just don't know if Desmond Bain is better than DeJounte Murray. I think I mean, that he all, plays defense. He shoots. He just doesn't thing- drive. The thing that we have to do to prove that they're a better team is they have to win. This is strictly based on winning percentage. 
whoever wins is who who will get this spot. The other two spots I think are 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 static. It ain't nothing you can do to get past Clay and Steph, nor Book and CP. But I do think that there is a battle for the third best backcourt in the NBA, and I think that the Hawks should win it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, fifth, I'm well. I think that I'm surprised that they actually rank the Hawks ahead of the Celtics. This is tricky though because this is clearly the the Celtics did not believe that their backcourt was strong enough because they went out and got Malcolm Brogdon which I agree with. I think that Marcus Smart probably should be on the bench because I th- while he's a good player, I don't think that he brings out the best in Jalen Brown nor Jason Tatum, and that's what they need. Yeah. And then six was, of course, Dallas with Dinwiddie, who was, I guess he's starting now. He's not going to be off the bench now that Jalen Brunson's gone. Yeah, you got to Din- fill his Dinwiddie and Luka. Yeah. Or, uh, or what? Who else did they think go get nobody? Not at the uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. I'm starting Dinwiddie over Tim Hardaway Jr. You paying Dinwiddie more than Tim Hardaway Jr. You gotta start Dinwiddie. Uh, you might find a way to start both of them if you're smart. Play Luke at the three, but then they don't become. Then that means Luke is not the backcourt. Uh, play Tim Hardaway at the three and just switch it on defense. Yeah, well, yeah. Tyrese Maxey and James Harden one. at seven. That's low to me, man. Although James, it, I think James just isn't liked by people. Personally, I just think this is also this is the spot for the most room for for movement. While there's they might be seventh right now, they could very well be third. They could be better than Trey and DeJounte because James Harden is such a smart basketball player. He knows how to get Maxi into all the shots he wants Mm -hmm. and he makes his team so good. I think I just I just looked at something where they show how much he he improves the three point percentages of the entire starting five when he's on the floor. I think that especially James in shape, not honey bun Harden, could be a whole is going to be a whole different person. With motivated. Motivated. Yep. Oh yeah, big chip. Big chips on this shoulder. Yep. And then hmm, this man hasn't played any questions. Oh, he's got a lot of questions. And then this man, while he's good, he's been hurt as well too. Them healthy is a is a monster because you have one guy who is a top tier facilitator and defender, and the other guy is an offensive machine. They are the yin to each other's yang. I I believe they probably finish each other's sentences, and they are the same complexion. They are uh, <laughs> they are a problem to be had if they are healthy. And Lonzo is now hitting forty percent, almost forty percent of his threes. Exactly, <laughs> especially if you could add in the possibility of them having. Um, they're gonna have 48 minutes good center play now with Vooch and uh, Drummond. Now they need to look, look at the the power four position and see if they can fill that that space, and then they can be a legit team. They but just didn't have anything also, to offer the Hawks because everybody said the Hawks were speculated with JC to go there. Yeah, but yeah, I don't want anything back. No. <laughs> yeah, I don't I'm want anything back give, either. I'm not gonna give y'all Vooch. Let y'all be Vooch, Collins, Demar, uh, Levine, and Zoe. No, that that's good enough defense, and that's enough scoring, and everybody's, you know, all tall enough. Hell no, uh, uh-uh. uh. They don't have anything to give us that makes me want to give them John Collins. This Ugh. is also I don't believe in this. Ugh, I, don't, I don't I don't believe this at all. There's no way that they're number and nine. And let me tell you why I think that this one is actually worse. 
Because now you don't have Rudy Gobert to fix their defense. I was, th- I was like, it's, man, defensively, uh, they ain't going to be able to stop uh, running those. Like, it's going to be bad. And, no, and I'm going to tell you right now, it, they say that Mitchell wants to stay. He wants to stay right now until they start losing. They are not about to be competitive without a defensive player of the year in the middle of that team. Are you crazy? It's going to get bad first. They put Brooklyn as number 10. And the picture they show of Ben Simmons is in the street clothes because he did not play. <laughs> you got two guys who don't play. Man, you could roll me and Reggie out there. We're better than that. At least we, you get some minutes out of it. So I will say I do believe the Hawks are top five. I think they're top three backcourt. And we'll see where we'll see where we land. We will see where we land. Uh speaking of seeing where we land, your boy, Trizzy Trey. Trizzy Trey, management. So this is the second time I've heard of management sitting a player down to talk about their game. The first one in recent memory was the Warriors sitting Draymond down after they got eliminated last year and said, hey, you've got to do something on offense. You've got to do something. Just shoot the ball. Just drive. Do something. The same thing happened with Trey and the Hawks. Management sat Trey down and talked about improving his defense. After, after this came out, after they went and got DeJounte Murray. You know what that tells me? No more excuses. Accountability is key. Oh, well, you, yeah, I 100% agree. And DeJounte Murray, that's a, that's one of the first things he said. He said defense wins championships. At that point, you – you, <laughs> it's a lot on you now, Trey. It is. You've, you've gotten the guy. You've made your – you've used your big joker. You got the team to mortgage their entire future on a guy who you wanted. You constructed this deal, and you're the $207 million player. They've done everything that you've asked them for. You said you wanted a better team. They gave you one. You said you want your guy. They went out and got it. And in return, they're saying you got to play some defense. I just like how the front office is holding him accountable. Landry Fields came in, and the fact that they said it, so here in Atlanta, there's some there's a state radio station called 92.9 The Game FM, where they are basically the Atlanta sports station. Um, they have inside insiders talk to the Braves, the Falcons, the Hawks, the United. Anything that happens in sports goes through there. So much so that the Braves, all the GMs have a day to go on there in the morning and, and speak to what they're doing and, and what their plan is going forward. Landry Fields gave a candid answer in a radio interview. Fields let it be known that the organization has held conversations, plural, with Young about improving his individual defense for next season. I think that is a part of the conversation you had to have before getting Dejounte. No, John Collins. How so? Because if you asking me to come back. And you guys have been trying to trade me, and you guys need to acknowledge that he's not playing any defense. And I think that this is the closest thing that we will get to him not to the team saying, "Bro, your defense is unacceptable." I think that that I think that's the only way that we could that you could even have the conversation because for the most part, if you look at it, 
the person who's going to get blamed is not going to be Trey. And mm. unfortunately, if you really look at us as a season last year, we played like Trey Young. We Up and down. scored a bunch of points. No, we scored a bunch of points. Didn't play any defense. Yeah. 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 So, I mean. And he's the man. And he's the man getting paid the money. So, yeah, y'all got to. Y'all got to have this conversation. And after you have this conversation, you need to acknowledge that you had this conversation. That was my point. After this conversation is what I'm looking to see. Because you can say y'all talked about it in hell conversations all day. But if he believes that I can get you fired and I can move forward, which is a hard stance to take unless you're in it with ownership and you're making a lot of money for ownership, which he is. Um, you you will see some type of improvement. If you see no improvement and he starts pouting and all that other stuff, like he can do when he plays basketball, he pouts a little bit. Then it'll be interesting to see. And I also, now that they say they've had these conversations and sit down and as much as I hate skip Bayless, while he made a bunch of trash points, the one point is DeJounte Murray is still a point guard and Trey, you are tradable. Not now, but you can be. And yeah. we have the replacement on the team. It is possible. I ain't thinking about that. You, it's already there. And, and and you're the guy with the higher value. You're the, high, the guy with the more expensive contract. And the rest of these. And you already know. Clint Capella said last year. He predicted this. That's the other part is. You've been called out about this. And last time. It didn't go well. John said play some defense. And we don't know what happened, but we know something happened. And now they've had a sit down with you and they. Oh, man, I need my tinfoil hat. Hey, man, I need somebody to make me a tinfoil fitted. That 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 is where you're like, bro, it's on you now. Like we're we're acknowledging we're not. (laughs) You can say that Trey don't play defense all day and all night. So we blew in the face. But until somebody we always said. There's nobody in there who's willing to to have the uncomfortable conversation with Trey. They're acknowledging that they had multiple uncomfortable conversations. I also thought, this is why I said I need my tinfoil hat. When you think about Trey's extension and you think about DeJounte Murray, when his extension comes up, remember, he's got two years. That's when you'll kind of know. At that point, okay, are we going to go ahead and re-sign DeJounte and keep Trey? Yeah. At that point, you know what you're, you know which direction each player is going to go. So and, this was this I, is a chess not checkers move here. And if you you also get a very good look at DeJounte, and if you look mm-hmm. at DeJounte and you look at Trey and say maybe DeJounte's a little bit cheaper, maybe he plays better defense, and I can move Trey and get a haul back. It can happen. I don't know what Why you get back. You? What I don't. What would you get back from Trey? I don't. I don't know what you get back from Trey. I always say. I mean, and I think that Jalen Brown and two first. Who says no? That gives that gives the Atlanta Hawks four excellent two way players and one rebound champ slash defensive player of the year candidate. Yeah, I'm not gonna get into the speculation of trading Trey three years from now because <laughs> we'll be on we'll be I'm on here all right. night. No, no, but what I'm saying is, I mean, Murray at the one, Jalen Brown at the two, 
DeAndre Hunter at the three, John Collins at the four, Clint Capella at the five. Jalen Brown can score that ball. He's a bucket. Yeah. DeJounte would then be able to be our point guard and play defense. John Collins plays defense. DeAndre Hunter plays defense. We'll see. We'll see. I think I think Trey can make it work. I think Trey can make it work. Speaking of trades. You can recover those San Antonio picks too. Thinking of trades, speaking of trades that happened and not that we're speculating. Uh, your man, your man, Red Velvet, you called for it. You predicted that it looks like he was out of here. Um, he was traded to Sacramento. We actually got two expiring contracts and a first-round pick from Sacramento, which normally I think is lottery protected. We got a first for that? Yes. Wow. Yes, we did. We got a first. We got two players in a first for Kevin Herter. I think it's lottery protected, but I was about to say, I want to see the protections on that pick. That sounds like a Charlotte pick all over here. I don't know. I have to, I, I, I believe that's what it is. I have to go back and look, but um, yeah, we traded Kevin Herter to Sacramento for two first. I mean, two players in the first two expiring contracts, two defensive oriented players um, and Mo Harkless and holiday. Um, Justin holiday. no, Justin Aaron Drew. Yeah, Justin Holiday, the wing yes. of the of the brothers, the six foot six defensive player. Um, so shout out to Red Velvet, man. It sucks that he found out like literally twenty minutes before, or I think he found out on Twitter. I, I can't it was kind of messed up how he found out. It's basically what it was. But he is on his way to Sacramento. <laughs> um uh you know, kind of like purgatory. Sorry uh, okay, so let me I guess let me say a few different things here. Number one, Kayvon, you my guy, but we gave you every opportunity to be the starting shooting guard for the Atlanta Hawks. You've you've had more opportunities. You've had a, your fair share of opportunities. The same thing I said about Cam Reddish. For whatever reason it did not work out. I still think he's an excellent basketball player. I actually think that this is a team that's probably going to benefit from having him because you got uh, Sabonis, you got Keegan Murray, you got Kev, and you have uh, De'Aaron Fox. You you got pieces there to start something. Will y'all be good necessarily next year? Maybe not, but I think that they could they could cause problems for other people. Yeah, I mean, they'll definitely be a pest per se. I think they could be this year's New Orleans or next year's New Orleans. Yes. Yeah, I think they could be the next year's New Orleans. So. They could be a problem. But, but what we got back, we got a holiday brother back. We got Harkless back. Yeah, I think they're they're picking uh those guys as, as bodies. Those are our uh mm-hmm. Tony Snells of the world who will play in pinches. But I mm-hmm. do think that they said I can get both of these holiday brothers and I can get the production that I was gonna get out of Kevin Hurt. I think um, I think it was a I think did well we knew this we said by getting DeJounte Murray, somebody had to go. Like you we were too we were too guard heavy. Um and you weren't gonna really necessarily let go of somebody like Skylar Mays because you could put him on a two way, you can keep him at the veteran minimum salary cap wise, since we're so close to it and in the luxury tax. Yeah. Uh you keep him. So it's either bogey or herder. When bogey got hurt, the writing kind of was on the wall. And Bogey just, I, 
Bogey has the killer instinct. As much as I like Kevin as a guy, I think he's an excellent, you know, person to be on the team. When it's when it's time for the rubber to meet the road, I think Bogey is just Bogey gonna go out there and shoot the ball. He mm-hmm. he ain't gonna turn red. He ain't gonna look like the moment is too big. He might miss, but he gonna shoot. And I think yeah. that's what we're looking for. Yeah, yeah. Another- and I think another thing that I think that they. Uh, is AJ Griffin, him being such a good shooter? Oh yeah, I keep forgetting about him. Yeah, him being such a good shooter, you know, Kevin was a moderate uh, initiator at best. But the reason you really kept him is because he can shoot when he's open. And I think they look at AJ Griffin and say, when he's healthy, they expect him to be able to shoot at least as well as Kayvon. So at that point, and I think I think he's he's has the potential to be better defensively. I think he has a longer wingspan. He's quicker, has quicker feet. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's six six. His wingspan, I think, is seven one. Mm-hmm. He's he weighs like two hundred and twenty pounds. He's got an adult body from Texas. Uh, he does. He does another have Julius Randle type dude. Football body and a tall basketball yep. height. Desmond Bain. Yep, looking mm-hmm. like you look like a football player. Um, but they, but he can shoot it. He can shoot it. He can yeah, shoot. He, he shot forty eight percent. I think forty four. Yep, I think it was forty six percent from three. So, that means so you know that's, that's one thing crazy. That, that's almost half your threes. Exactly. That's that's what the dude said. I was listening to the Locked, Locked On Hawks and uh, Locked On Kings crossover, and they talked about. I mean, uh, not that one. It was another one. They interviewed a dude from the ACC, uh, and they were talking about how basically when he was shooting for Duke. Every time he shot a three, it's basically a coin flip. It's fifty percent chances going in. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, as the Hawks, even if you know, because he's had some injuries type of stuff, and even now he's day to day with a foot thing. Their thing is, even if the athleticism never materializes, if he, if he can just shoot that fifty percent on open threes, when you have two guys who are going to collapse an offense, we'll take you just standing there shooting threes for open. Yep. Yep, so I can see it, man. I definitely can see it. I didn't even think about that. I keep forgetting about A.J. Griffin just because of the John Collins saga. Uh, there were some other moves. I told you we signed the Holiday Brothers. We signed Mo Harkless. We also signed Frank Kaminsky, Frank the Tank from Wisconsin. Um, he was on that team that upset the Kentucky second team. Well, third team. The first team was the John Wall team. The second team was the AD team. The third team was the Twin Brothers along with like Drew Bledsoe and all of them all this stuff. Not Drew Bledsoe. Uh, Eric Bledsoe and all of them. But in order to draft Frank in order to sign Frank Kaminsky, that means somebody had to go. Fan favorite, the Italian Stallion, aka Old Man Gallo. We released him. We kind of knew it was coming cuz his contract was only 5 million dollars guaranteed if we cut him before. Uh, a certain time in June, I think it was June fifth, which we did. We wait. We ended up keeping him, and then sending him to the Spurs, and then the Spurs waived him, and he cleared waivers. He signed a two-year deal, um, to go to Boston. Hate that he went to Boston. Boston is getting a player. Boston doesn't really have any post scores. Um, yeah, they don't have any post scores actually. They're getting they're getting a guy who's a bucket by himself, and as as they struggled towards the end with getting some creation, 
because Marcus Smart isn't really he doesn't really have that type of gravity. You can kind of one on one everybody. Mm-hmm. You can give Gallo the ball, and even though he's not fast or the best defender, one thing that he can surely do is get the ball and get a bucket on that um, on the block. Give him the ball on the yeah. block, or give him leave him open for three. He's gonna score. And now I do think that I, I look at a team that has expecting moment, a lot of minutes out of Gallo and Al Horford, and I think pace all day. But you're, those are two really smart adult basketball players. And when playoffs come and you play half court basketball, those you guys need a Gallo. You're gonna need yep. a Gallo. You're gonna need a Gallo. Uh, we just we were not gonna be able to pay him and upgrade our roster at the same time. So. Peace, love, and happiness to uh, old man Gallo, Kevin Herter. Oh, DeLon Wright is out of there. He went back to Detroit on a two-year deal. Um, That's unfortunate. I like that dude. It was just I would have liked to keep him. Yep. Sometimes you, you he got paid a decent amount of money. About ten million a year. You just yeah. You just and he's a good basketball player. I would have loved to keep him, but he. That's one of the things. Sometimes you play too well. He, he played himself into some money, and you know we always want to see people secure bags and kick ass. Um, also, more one one thing I do want to say about the Celtics, if if I'm the Hawks, is I'm looking at you guys like lunch because that 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 means your power forward moments right now are going to be Al Horford and Danilo Gallinari versus John Collins and Jalen Johnson. Lace them sneakers up and let's run, my friend. Well, who? What was I about to say? Uh, who were we talking about before Gallo? I forgot Remember? what I was about to say. No, I was about DeLon to say Wright. something. Oh, Delon Wright. That's what I was going to say. Delon Wright. His deal was only two years, eighteen million dollars. It's not a million dollar deal. We could have signed Delon Wright. I'm probably sure that we offered him. I think the fact that Nate actually took him out of the rotation as a total. Totally out of the rotation in the middle of the year. While Delon played yeah. well, I don't know if I don't know if I would have come back either. Uh, you know, I, in I, Detroit, I think, you're going to play a little bit more. Are you? I don't. No, I think. I think he's in the rotation. I think he's in the rotation in Detroit. Yeah, but you got to think that rotation is going to be Kate Cunningham and Jaden Ivey. Yeah. Then who? Who's the backup one? I mean, you could have been the backup one in Atlanta. I just think that we weren't going to pay him $9 million a year. I know that we weren't going to pay him $9 million a year because that would have put us deeper into the tax. That's the reason we took the Holiday Brothers as a tandem. They're just less expensive. And well, we are trying to do two things at one time. We don't want to get deep into the tax, but we want to be competitive. Mm-hmm. I don't know how strategically that works, but that is what you get is the Holiday Brothers tandem. When you don't want to pay DeLon right $9 million a year, which I think that we could have probably found a better some better point guard at $9 million a year. And I'm still interested in seeing what we do with because we still have the mid-level exception. I would like to see us go get one more really good player, uh, specifically what, a back, backup point guard. Yeah, we don't really. I mean, they've said that they're going to leave Trey or DeJounte Murray on the court at the whole game, which sounds good in, which sounds good in theory, but you're still going to need, if that's the case and you're going to do that, then you've got to go get another number two. 
you got to go get another something, another guard, another point guard, another small forward that can guard the one through three. You got to go get somebody that can spell one of those players. Other than just bogey two way player, but I don't know what two way players are available. And once again, I know I'm probably a fool for wanting to say this, but I'm not against Isaiah Thomas. For what Uh, we need as far as one more guy who can just get some buckets and run an offense. If we're gonna have one, he'll play no defense though. I don't think that at this point we were the defense is the defense. We got who's our back? Oh, uh oh, we need another wing, maybe. Because you got to think, first five are solid. Then you got to think off the bench, it's a Kung Wu, Jalen Johnson, and then it gets tricky. That's the reason I think we need one more power. We need a small forward backup. I guess we have Holiday for that. I will. I want a guy who can. Hell, can we get Kevin Herter back? You still got Eric Bledsoe. You said you want Kevin Herter back. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm talking about a guy who can who can do a little bit of a little bit of facilitating and a little bit of shooting. Uh, you got Jerry Culver, Dennis Schroeder still available. I don't hate Schroeder. I would like. I don't hate the Schroeder. I don't hate the Schroeder. I would. I would love to have Schroeder, but yeah, I think he would be a top. I think it would be excellent for Schroeder because he has an edge. I think that. We were pro- that def- that second lineup would be it would be gritty it would be gritty as hell. Yeah, I mean it would be, be we beat you up for Bogey, sure. Shooter, Bogey, Griffin, Jalen, Akungwu, Mo Harkless, Holiday, yeah. Holiday. Like yeah. the Holiday brothers are going to play. Uh, yeah. You know, it's an interesting player that's still available at the guard spot. Uh, let's see what his 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 uh stats are. Oh, he played with Memphis last year. Oh, they I traded him to like Memphis. Shruity. Never mind, Jared Culver Who? from Texas Tech. Oh, I didn't know that they traded him from Minnesota to Memphis. Wow. Okay, well, never mind. But yeah, I, I still think <laughs> that we're not. I still think we got that mid level exception. I think we're gonna hold on to that. We got we we need one more guard. I think more than anything, we need really need like we need another two three, one more, another two three, yeah. So, and I, we also need to know what you're gonna do with Skyler. Is Skyler gonna be? He's a he's an unrestricted free agent. We got to sign him. There's not really we any threes. There's no game. threes that are available that are good other than Miles Bridges, and he's not going to – he's going – we're not signing him. So I don't think we need a – I mean, shit. I hate where, – where is your boy? Who? Solo. <laughs> Solo's a four, ain't he? I don't I – mean, I, I don't care. Call him. <laughs> you about 30, 35. Would you sign, sign Melo? Yeah. I mean, the backup no, three. I don't, wanna, I don't not want to hear people. No, if he goes anywhere, he goes to New York. It takes even more minutes from Obi Top. <laughs> Let him do that. <laughs> <laughs> Let him play defense for us. 
Uh, Jeremy Lamb is still available. Solomon Luke. Hill. Go get Solo, bro. We need somebody to fight anyway. Man, we ain't getting Solo. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we've come to the end of episode 62, the ATL edition of the Splash Cast. We have covered the Hawks, the Falcons, the Braves, and we had a pregame. We are happy to be back, y'all. We are happy to be back. With that being said, man, Norwood, if we didn't miss anything, take us out. Always, always, always. Remember, number one, the most important thing about me and Reggie. Atlanta Hawks, you can't trick us. We know that y'all are pulling the wool over our eyes and tried to mend this fence on the fly <laughs> and act like y'all didn't try to trade John Collins for the last few years. We for ain't nothing. stupid. Y'all tried to trade him for nothing. <laughs> and ain't got nothing. That's the best part. The man who could, you know, I'm not going to say that because if I say that, it'll happen. But y'all continue to try to trade him and y'all continue to fall short of the glory and we are thrilled about it. Happy to see JC back. Dog, James Wiseman is going crazy. Also, Ben Simmons 2K uh, rating has dropped to a 73. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> what you mean? How are you going to be rated? When was the last time you saw him play? <laughs> last time you saw him play, you saw him not dunk on Trey Young. Uh, I think they should drop him to a 58. <laughs> boy, I, you almost returned this podcast up. Thank you all for coming out. We're just so happy to be back uh, after taking a week off. Um, this has been fun. We will be back for Monday Night Raw tomorrow night. We will be more than thrilled to talk about the rest of the league now that we've talked about the teams that matter, um, that being the Atlanta Hawks, the Atlanta Falcons, and the Atlanta Braves. Uh, <clears throat> Reggie, before I even get into getting us out of here, they want to know where they can find us. I think that is the most important. Man, it's already up there. It's already up there, right brother. Over. <laughs> it's already and oh man my bad <laughs> and, and i'm gonna turn off the camera so y'all can see the whole thing uh pause uh <laughs> <laughs> whatever you said that hey man demon time <laughs> no. Ladies and gentlemen, this is where you can find us. If you go to YouTube, you click on our pot, the splash cast, you click the link tree. The link tree takes you to where you can get us on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch. And you can actually click Twitch right there and you can learn more about the channel. It lets you know when we're offline, when we're online. Uh, TikTok, uh, the, the splash cast 12 pack. Splashcast playlist home Twitter as well as the master playlist which has 40 I think 47 hours of music now our Facebook page at the Splashcast with Reggie and Norwood you can find us on Anchor and you need to go to find us on the profile the Splashcast with Reggie and Norwood on Spotify as well you can find us everywhere and I think that's it fantastic thank you yes once again uh, we have recorded this on Sunday. We will be here tomorrow in the same very seat for Monday Night Raw, where you guys will join us. We'll talk about everything across the entire league, football, basketball, baseball, WNBA, cricket, whatever y'all want to talk about. We wouldn't whatever have a conversation about it. want to talk about. Sorry. This episode here <laughs> will come out Tuesday. That was nice. Uh, Wednesday, the Splash Cash 24-pack will be out. I'm going to tell you right now, I've just completed it. Y'all know I don't miss, man. Y'all like 
I don't want to pat myself on the back. I don't want to toot the own horn, but I'm not missing right now. Uh, so, yes, 24 pack on Wednesday. And then for everybody who missed Monday Night Raw, um, of course, Monday, the episode will come out Thursday. And then we'll be back for Saturday morning live per the usual. Just trying to get back into the swing of things. I will tell y'all in two weeks, the 24th weekend, I will be in Charlotte for the Clave hanging out with the Q's. We will not be shooting that weekend. Um, maybe Reggie will have a stand-in for me, or maybe you just do a little vacation, and that's as as we all probably yeah, need. Sometime. We don't do stand-ins, so we'll do a vacation. <laughs> That'll be it. Uh, well, <laughs> it ain't no stand-ins. We it is. That. We don't do that now. But uh, so uh, go ahead. Yeah, that was it. Outside of that, uh, number one by far the most important thing: more black baseball. Number two, always more black cowboys and cowgirls. Number three. The historical black college and university that you graduated from. Take some money, send it over there, and buy some merchandise. You should support your school. Number two, the historical black college and university in your neighborhood. Attend their events, send some money over there, and you know what? Go by there and give the kids there word of uplift. And then finally, by far the <laughs> most important, the greatest institution in all the land, the white, the blue, the Hampton University. We are the pirates. Uh, congratulations to our new president. And with that said, send some money over there. We try and secure all bags. Homecoming on the way, baby. Y'all be safe. Y'all be safe. And Love it, y'all. It ain't but one thing to do now, Reg. What's that? Hang, Hang out. out. We out this joint. We, but we will see y'all tomorrow bright and early. <laughs> 30. Love y'all. Be safe. And of Ad- course, a good day for a good day. Adios, mi amigos. When you